0: <laughs> we are hope. We are love. COTN is a family. A lovely family. We are progress. I am COTN. I am COTN. <laughs> I didn't say you, I said me. I am COTN. You're listening to Beyond the Village. This podcast is produced by Children of the Nations. Shorthand for our name is COTN. We work in Sierra Leone, Malawi, Uganda, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic because we believe true, lasting, and meaningful change to a nation begins with the children. This podcast gives them, the staff who cares for them, and the partners like you a chance to tell the real story. I'm going to be upfront with you. When I got on the call to interview COTN partner Brenda Akers, I didn't expect to talk about forgiveness. See, a year and a half ago, Brenda was in a motorcycle accident. She almost lost her life. She did lose her leg. This is one of those but-God stories. In a way that Brenda could have never anticipated, the children in Uganda became an important part of her recovery. I'm going to let Brenda tell you the story herself. I'm your host, Heather Ostkevich, and I know you won't be the same after you hear this story. It begins in 2013. Chris Clark, COTN's founder, was speaking in Brenda's church. Brenda and her husband had been looking for a way to get involved in missions and realized this is where they wanted to start. Brenda went on her first trip to Uganda in 2014.
1: I thought we were going over there to do something for them, such as a project, a building, or something. I really didn't know what was going to happen when we got there, and I didn't know how to prepare for that. So once we got there there was really not much of a project it was more about building a relationship with these kids and the way that they loved on us and encouraged us was amazing and i had no idea that it was going to build into such a relationship then finding out their stories and their stories impacted me more now than i ever thought they would their stories of tragedy but then their stories of triumph, how they overcame. And I just witnessed so many great miracles over there that they they just melted my heart and they loved on me so much. And so when I came home, I never imagined not being able to go back.
0: Brenda went back again months later.
1: Each time I was filled so much by them and I felt like I was um, going over there for me not for them anymore and i almost felt like it was it was wrong because i got so much out of it they had such joy and i learned how to have faith i learned how to pray from them and just listening to their hearts was very amazing these kids impacted my life over and over again and i just couldn't bear not going to see them again been um, in 2015
0: I had an accident. Brenda was on her motorcycle when she got hit by a young woman who wasn't paying attention. Brenda came close to losing her life that day and as I mentioned at the beginning she did lose her leg.
1: Being in the hospital as soon as I woke up I remember them telling me that these kids in Africa were praying and fasting for me and they had me get on Facebook and had me look um And there was hundreds of kids, kids that I sponsored and many others that were there um, under a tree praying for my life and holding up signs that said, Brenda, we love you. And seeing that was so powerful for me. I knew at that moment that I didn't have anything to worry about because they had such faith in God that they trusted my life to God they prayed to God for me so I knew and and I think that definitely made a big impact on my recovery Um, like I said when I came into the hospital they didn't expect me to live I was out of the hospital in 11 days it was definitely miracles and so that was overwhelming but it was amazing and I'm just very grateful and thankful for them
0: One of the things that you mentioned in that first trip was that you heard the stories of these kids and the stuff they had gone through and then how they had overcome it. Well, I was told of the story how some of these kids had lost their parents
1: through war. Some of them even had to take their own parents' lives for survival. And the forgiveness that they had for these people that put them in this place that put, that took their parents from them, the forgiveness that they had. And they talked about the freedom that they had by forgiving those people that took their parents' lives or tortured them or made them kill their parents. And after all of those horrible times where they had to live without food and, and they trusted God with every little detail, everything they do, they pray about whether it's big or small. Those kids trust God completely. But because of that, I remember a time in the hospital where my daughter came to visit me. I was maybe a week into it, and I was awake, and I was asking my daughter how she was feeling about the accident, what she was going through. And she proceeded to tell me how angry she was, and she was very mad at the lady that hit me. And she didn't understand, and she didn't know why, but she had anger. And at that moment it became very clear to me that forgiveness was necessary. And at that moment, I told my daughter about forgiveness, the freedom that you get from forgiveness. And so I taught her about that and about carrying the burden that it only hurts yourself. It doesn't hurt the person that hurt you because it doesn't affect them. So I didn't want to have that burden, and I didn't want her to have that. So I was teaching her about freedom of forgiveness and at that moment. Somebody came in my door and she had been listening to our conversation. I think she was one of my nurses at the time and she had tears in her eyes and she asked if we were Christians and we said, yes, and we were able to pray with her and talk with this lady and share God with her. The lady had told me that she'd never seen such forgiveness for somebody that could cause so much pain and suffering. That moment, I was free and I was able to have the freedom that these kids have. And I just knew that at that moment that God had bigger plans for me in my life and I was still here for a reason and I know that I wouldn't have had that same feeling if I hadn't experienced it and watched it come from these children. I did have an opportunity to meet the lady that did hit me a year after my accident. I had been requesting to meet her, and of course she was very apprehensive about meeting me because she didn't know what my uh, motives were, even though they told her that my motives were good. So a year later, I was able to meet her, and she was very young. She was a newlywed at the time, and she had a lot of problems with her marriage after the accident. And so, for me to be able to meet her and encourage her and love on her and tell her that she didn't ruin my life, she changed my life. And so, I allowed her to know that she was forgiven because I. I forgave her, but for her to know that, I think that was a a big deal for her. And she just found out that she was pregnant. And so she had told me that she was going to teach her child about driving safely and different things. The one thing that I was concerned about was her relationship with God. She said she knew of God, but I did ask her to make sure to uh, ask him for help whenever she's in, in these hard times. But I think that it was a really good time for her and I to get to sit down. And I just wanted her to know that she actually changed my life for good. I I mean, obviously it was hard for her. She blocked out most of the accident. She had been through traumatic experience too, even though she wasn't hurt, it was still traumatic. And so she didn't remember much, but I let her know that through this, I was able to talk to people about God. And so I told her that life's about choice and you can choose to lay down and cry about it or you can get up and you can live life and and so I chose to live life and give back to the people that invested in me so it was really helpful for me to be able to do that and I think that I helped her with that but that was, that was definitely a big change in my life after I got to meet her and just it was a lot of freedom there. I had never heard of forgiveness the way that I did. I don't think that it would have been as easy. I know that I don't remember a lot of the hospital times, but the most that I do remember is asking about this lady and asking if I could meet her. I, I was more concerned about her well-being than the fact that I had lost my leg because I could only imagine if I had done the same to somebody else. So I know that these kids... The way that they live their life, the way that they forgave, the way that they love people in spite of the fact that they they don't have, it's been such an inspiration to be able to witness that and just be on their journey with them.
0: After your accident, you had healed, and then you decided to head to Uganda. Well, there was a
1: trip in June after my accident that I didn't get to go on. I wasn't quite ready to travel yet. So when I was told that there was an opportunity for us to go in December, I was overwhelmed and just excited, and I I wasn't sure how the travel would be, but I knew that it would be worth it. These kids, I needed to be able to share with them that I was okay. I needed to be able to share with them that their their prayers were answered and I needed to just be able to thank them for praying for my life and trusting God with my life. was definitely joyful. It was definitely um, different because they were so concerned about me. They were worried that I was in pain. They were worried that it hurt. They were worried about me. And I um, was able to share with them the joys that I don't have any pain and I don't have any discomfort. Um, I did share with them that we do have struggles and things are hard, but I've learned how to rely on God and that's been very awesome to be able to share that they taught me that. They taught me how to have the faith that they have. The reason that we go over there is not for a project. It's for a relationship. It's um, to build them up and encourage them. And they And I don't feel like I offer them much of anything, but Pastor James reassured us that our presence the fact that we go travel across the world to go see them or just the letters that we send them the fact that we think about them the fact that across the world there's somebody there praying for them he says the kids that receive letters are better in school and they have much more hope and joy and so it's very important for us to go back because they did so much for me i i don't feel like i can give them enough i mean i feel like like i said over and over again. I owe them a thank you for them trusting God with my life. The way that I've seen these kids grow from the time that they first were brought into COTN and how they were reserved, the way that COTN helps to help these kids grow in themselves and give them hope And it helps them to grow in their faith and it helps them with their education and the way that COTN, they are with them from the time that they get them until that they are empowered to go out into the world and live on their own.
0: Brenda says now she sees some of the older kids are beginning to encourage each other and love and teach the younger ones that are new to COTN. And it's just been very powerful
1: to watch how they're such leaders.
0: And that's the purpose of COTN is training them up
1: to be leaders of their nation. And instead of adopting them out, they're giving them the tools they need to be powerful in their own country. And so I love seeing that from just three three years ago to now watching them flourish. They're so outgoing now, whereas they were reserved before. And so some of these kids had to teach me how to get out of my shell and how to have fun and just laugh, and they have taught me how to dance. I mean, even after the accident, they had me up on stage dancing with one leg. I mean, these kids are crazy, and they're joyful. I've never had so much fun in my life. It's really actually hard to come home. There's kids that we uh, saw in... Barlonia, which is where they came from, mm-hmm. and the kids that are still there in um, this village where, where most of these kids came from, and Barlonia was attacked by the LRA, and so it's very uh, destitute, and so you see all these impoverished kids, but the kids in C.O.T.N. are actually very privileged kids. They're very lucky to have uh, the education that they have, and it's, uh, education there is... Is not a given. They only have private schools. And so if you don't have the money, you don't go to school. And so these kids are very privileged to be able to get to have that. But COTN, the way that I've seen it work, they work on their mental health, their spiritual health. Their physical health, their education, and it's—it's it's so much more than just just a moment. It's a lifetime. They're there to um, help those kids to survive in this world and flourish, and just they're empowered. And I'm just so excited the way that I've seen God move in their lives. It's excited how the door has been opened more and more because I like said first venture trip I thought wow this is awesome and then I had to go back and now the doors are opening more and more of where I feel like I get to work with the kids and the staff on different levels I didn't know what my purpose was for a long time Mm -hmm. but these kids and Everything that has happened has helped me to find my purpose and my mission. And I feel like everybody has the same purpose, and it's to navigate people to God and to disciple others. But this really has helped me to narrow that down and to help me to do that. Because before the accident, I was, I'm was i still an introvert, but I would always hide behind my husband on everything. And I've been stretched quite a bit. And God's called me to do many things lately, and I've had to really trust that He will take control because I definitely would never be able to speak to you or anybody else without God because, like I said, I'm such an introvert. It petrifies me, and God um, has really asked me to go out on a limb. Brenda's come out of her shell big time. Since the first trip, I've had opportunity to open my home and to share stories about individual kids. I even made a little book, and I've, I've done slideshows, and I've done different things to be able to get some of these kids sponsored. But absolutely, I think everybody should get to have an opportunity to be able to go and um, experience the love. I couldn't imagine myself not going back think that everybody should be able to sponsor a kid, invest in their lives. You just you can't describe what they what they do to your heart. It's life changing.
0: C-O-T-N is a worldwide family, a movement of people who have come together to raise children who will transform nations that have been devastated by decades of violence, corruption, and natural disasters. Sometimes when you hear a story, you know it's just something you've got to do too. Brenda talked about two ways you can get involved. Maybe it's your time to go in-country. To get more info, visit cotni.org forward venture. And maybe you feel like it's time to meet some of the children who still need sponsors. See their faces, learn their names, and get to know them by visiting cotni.org forward slash sponsor. Thanks, Brenda, for courageously sharing your story in this podcast. Thank you, Uduk Kumar, our volunteer sound engineer, and thank you for listening. Until next time. <clears throat>